The Tie and Hoodie Show is sponsored by ICCLending.com. For real estate service, please go to ICCLending.com. Three, two, one. Every human came to earth with a gift. And they must discover that gift and refine that gift for them to be fulfilled. The prerequisite for spending time with any person is that they nourish and inspire you. They feed your flame. Yo, hey man, how you work this radio? You're not listening to the Ty and Hoodie Show. Keep it locked. Owning a home and paying it off is one of the data points of an everyday millionaire. Home sales across the U.S. are on the rise as buyers take advantage of record low mortgage rates. Good morning, morning, morning. Now let's get back to the Ty and Hoodie Show. <laughs> Good morning. Welcome to the Time Hoodie Show right here on 93.5 K-Day every Sunday morning, 6.30 to 7 a.m. It's our pleasure to be with you as always to start your week. I'm your host, Trevon Smith, also known as Trey. And here's my co-host, Andrew Jesse Coble. How you doing, Andrew? I'm doing good. Good morning. Good morning, listeners. Good morning, world. Good morning, everybody. It's, it's- Thank you for, you know, hanging it out with us again another week, right? Yes, yes, sir. It's definitely a beautiful uh Black February, we're all, uh, you know, definitely in the building. Um, don't Let's not forget the sh- all shows in this show. is sponsored by ICCLending.com. It's the one-stop shop for all your home loans. Um, if, if you need any help, we got some great information, great uh, giveaways at uh, TyAndHoodieShow.com as well. Today's mm-hmm. guest I'm extremely excited about. I haven't ran into this brother in about at least a year and maybe some change. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, if you turn on BET, uh, any given weekend, he's on, he, he, he's definitely on, on some kind of movie. Uh, he's on one of my favorite movies, Life with Eddie uh, Murphy and Martin mm-hmm. Lawrence. Uh, he's, he, he's the, he was one of the hosts and I think he still participates in the Tom Joyner morning show. I'm not sure, but I, I, you know, I've got, I got, that's what we're here for to catch up with him. And, yeah. uh, you know, he was part of the Def Comedy Jam 25th anniversary where his brother and Mike Epps uh, did, did did a remarkable set. So, you know, his brother is his brother is the one and only Joe Tory. But today, ladies and gentlemen, we got the one and only guy Tory in the building. What's going on with you? Yes, yes. Guy Tory in the place to be got kicked out of Trump University. <laughs> what up? <laughs> I knew you was gonna do that. Man. <laughs> you know, you couldn't get three more different individuals on this show. <laughs> you look. I mean, hey, hey. We, we, we have we have to mix it up here and there, right? That's you know, absolutely. Yeah. That's what's about being black, man. We come in all different styles, all different flavors, man, and it's all good. It's yeah. all good. Yeah. That's for it. Go ahead and, uh, you know, just let, let the people know a little bit about you from, you know, I mean, we, we can see the basic in, information through Wikipedia and stuff, but just a little bit about. It's all wrong, man. It's all wrong. Well, you know, when you end up on Wikipedia, uh, that means you've done something, you know, uh, you know, wrong or right. Right. You know, that's, that's true. Because Rodney King's on Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> hey. See, I already knew this was gonna be a problem with you. <laughs> no, man, you know, I, I, I love doing what I do, man. I've been in the comedy game for about 28, going on 29 years now, man. And, you know, it sprung out into so many other things 
from stand-up. Stand-up is like the hub, man, and everything else, mm-hmm. you know, comes from that. The acting, the radio, you know, the producing, the directing, uh, the philanthropy, all of that, man. So stand-up is my base. That's my my solid ground. When, when all these yeah. other entities ain't messing with me, I got stand-up to always go back to. So, yeah, that's, that's me in a nutshell, man. I'm tripolar. I got three personalities. Uh, it's me, myself, and Guy. <laughs> Look, okay. you never know Look. which one's gonna show the hell up. <laughs> so, so in 2019, you know, where we you know we was working a little closely together. Yeah, I, I'm trying to tell people, listen. This, I look. There were certain times I had to get a hold of you on the weekend. I couldn't get a hold of you. I was like, this dude is really in a different city every weekend. Every week, yeah, yeah. I, before pre-pandemic, yeah, I was on the road like 40 weekends a year, man, doing wow. shows a year. So uh, it was pretty, pretty gone, pretty out there. Now, wow. did, did you? Is that something you all always have done, or that did like you? You was catching a rhythm, and you was you was on that. Because I don't know, I, I started seeing you gone, gone, man. It looked yeah, like I mean, you, you was. I, like, I've, been, I've been, I've been, I've been consistently like that for the last maybe 10 years on the road, okay. grinding, 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 and it's it's good. I mean, it, it allowed me to you know, put food on my table, but allow me to mm-hmm. build my act, but allow me also to um, to um, expand, man, and just travel and see different places, man. And you see, you know, what the world looks like. You see what the, you know, the states look like. So it's uh, it was fun. It was fun. But, you know, 2020 was a, had a different agenda. Yeah. Yeah. Pand- pandemic showed up. And I think a lot of people who are used to being in front of crowds got kind of shut down completely, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and I, I want to go back a little bit to, you know, you started this, your career, you know, when you were like 17, one of my favorite, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, right. I read about you. Yeah. 17. Uh, at 17, I think I was getting kicked out of college. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, well, I mean, so, but, but going back to seeing what you have done and, and what, you know, how, how does somebody, really you know, who thinks, okay, I have, I have a shot at this. How does somebody start, you know, because you had to go in and break through. Where did you get your break from? Def Comedy Jam. Def Comedy Jam was definitely uh, my break, man. Uh, I, I was inspired by Def Comedy Jam. I started doing stand-up in 1992. Mm-hmm. And at that time, my brother was already doing stand-up. And then he, in 94, he, he got the hosting job over Martin Lawrence. Martin Lawrence had, had retired from Def Comedy Jam. And they mm-hmm. made my brother the host. And um, man, it was after that. So two years later, I was on Def Jam. That's my big break. Bob Sumner, who the uh, talent coordinator for, for Def Comedy Jam, who picked every basically every comic you've seen on Def Jam, mm-hmm. uh, gave me the green light. He thought I was ready. And, and, that's, and that's amazing, because after only two years of doing stand-up, yeah. I mean, but, but I grinded. It's, it's about that work ethic, man. I wasn't going to ride off my brother's name. I wasn't going to ride, you know, I didn't want the hookup. I wanted to yeah. earn everything I got. Mm-hmm. So when, when mm-hmm. I when I when I came out and started doing stand up, man, I was hitting clubs every night in L.A., like two or mm-hmm. three times a night, six to seven days wow. a week, grinding, writing every day, studying the craft, yeah. man. And, um, you know, it's 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 it, it, when you put the when you put the work in, you know, you get results. And, and that's something I do know about you guys. Like your work ethic is is remarkable. Like I, I've seen well, you. <laughs> look at you. I'm gonna turn my mic off in one ear. Look, <laughs> hey, I see him go from building to building, 
uh, you know, place to place, city to city, running into them. So I know your work ethic is, is definitely remarkable. And that's why we're glad to have you right here on the Tie and Hoodie Show. Um, I want to talk a little bit about you growing up as far as because you and your brother are comedians. And, you know what I'm saying? And you, you, you guys have your place in history. And Deaf Comedy Jam is a place where uh, 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 Cat Williams, Dave Chappelle, uh, you know, all, all the all legends. The Bernie Mac, Martin Lawrence. Yeah, all uh, the great. You know, Steve from. Harvey, Cedric the Entertainer. Yeah, they all came through. Chris Tucker. We every, all came every, through. Jim. Everybody did. And how did you and your brother end up doing comedy? Was it something that you you kind of like? Like, how how did that come about? Well, Joe Joe started first, you know, okay. and, and everything my older brothers and sister did, I did. You know, I'm okay. I'm, I'm five out of six. Uh, so, so everything yeah. my older brothers and sister did, I did. Whether it be sports, whether it be in, in in in, uh, in in their careers or whatever, so there's always that good competition, you know. So yeah. I was always a class clown, though. I was always the school bus clown. I mean, if you rode the school bus on my school bus in the morning, and you your gear was whack, oh, you getting talked about? That Jones, <laughs> okay. we played the dozens all day, six a.m. We was yeah. going, man, and that's how I built up those chops, man, being quick with it. And then yeah. in campus, man, on campus, man, I was, you know, always holding. I didn't know there were shows where people would gather around and just, you know, watch me and my crew just go after people ranking. I mean, it's called bullying now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But we were just having fun back then, man. It wasn't, you know, no, no, no ill harm intent. But that's how I started. So when my brother moved out to LA to do stand up, and I didn't know stand up was really even a real job, you know. And I went to a comedy show for the first time in college as a freshman. You know how those 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 campuses have free shows. And it was a, a comedian named, a Korean comedian named Henry Cho. But mm-hmm. I still didn't look at it as a job. And then when Def Jam came on, and I was like, wow, I saw my peers, people who looked like me, because I knew who Eddie Murphy was, I knew who, who, who Pryor was, but it was people my own age doing yeah. stand up. I was like, wow. And then once I got into the game and started studying it, you saw how great Pryor and Murphy and those guys are. And Kyle. So- I mean, how, how do you, how, you know, jokes are jokes, right? You know, you have to always come up with something, whether it's original, whether it's time, you know, specific. It better be original. <laughs> <laughs> is, is there any time when you take a joke and plagiarize it and turn it into your own and no. it becomes original? Not no? me. Not me. I mean, you could be, you could be inspired by okay. a premise. Okay. You know? Uh, but but to take somebody's joke and completely turn around and change a word or two or a sentence or two, I mean that's not that's not welcomed in the comedy world. It's just yeah. not you 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 will get looked down upon if do them. They're, they're similar premises. Yeah, minds that think alike. Like Chris Rock is one of the guys that's on my comedy Mount Rushmore, right? And uh, one of many. And mm-hmm. and the thing about it is, oh, I used to hear certain things that he would say that I had written down mm-hmm. that was similar. I'm not saying yeah. my joke was funnier, but the idea of the original concept was like, wow, okay. And it let me know I'm on the right you know, path. I'm on the right, same thing with my brother and, and Chappelle and all the other guys I mentioned, man, Cedric and those guys, yell. It's like, you know, sometimes you have similar premises, but it's your take on that premise. That's why it's better to really just tell your story. I tell yeah. a lot of young comics yeah. that when talk to them because no one can tell your story like, you know, like you can. I mean, they can try, but mm-hmm. it's your truth. And if you can find, if you can tell, make your truth funny and find the flaws in your truth, yeah, bam. 
I, I, I thought I could be a comedian, but I, I never really know. I mean, you're laughing. I know you're going to laugh about it because, <laughs> hey, I, I grew up, my dad, just so you know, my dad had 19 kids and three wives, and we all live in the same house. So, really? Oh, yeah. That's, oh, that's comedy on, for you right there. Wow. Yeah. Man, yeah. yeah, you should be doing stand. Your dad should be doing stand. <laughs> he pulled that off. <laughs> 19 kids and three wives, man. I couldn't deal with one. <laughs> one left me. I, I can't deal with three leaving me. <laughs> oh yeah, and yeah, and we and we all live in the same house. And um, yeah, that's that's my. How little... big was this house? How many people were sleeping in the bed, man? Uh, no, this, this house had ten bedrooms, and wow. you know, it's a big house. It's, I mean, where I'm from, you 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 should be you should come to Nigeria one day, bro. Mm -hmm. I, I, I I I kind of did in a way. <laughs> <laughs> don't get this man started. I dated some, I I, I dated some Nigerian women, so oh, <laughs> I've been to Nigeria. Ari came to Nigeria. <laughs> so, but, but hey, it, it's a beautiful country of over 200 million people. I mean, so I'm, I'm just saying, thinking about comedy, I mean, comedy was important in our lives when I grew up, you know, just making each other laugh and it's it's good medicine. But but I want to go back to one of the things you said. You had to grind and study and study yeah. and study. Yeah. How do you study comedy? How do you study the greats and come up with your own stuff? Well, while you, telling you, your story, you know. Well, when you when you record us, when you when you do a set, you should be recording your set either audio or video, right? Okay. Your comedy set. And when we go on stage, it's called a set. And you should be recording all the time because what happens is you want to go back and study it. Like professional athletes and college athletes, they study game film. It's the mm -hmm. same way. You, 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 you listen to how you told that joke. You listen to what worked, what didn't work. You listen to the audience response. You looked at your facial expressions when you was telling that joke, uh, your body movement, your timing. When you took a pause, a pregnant pause between, you know, the setup and the punchline or maybe, mm -hmm bring it closer together or take some stuff out, but also just studying whatever your subject is. I mean, I like to do a lot of politics sometimes as well mm -hmm. as talking about myself, but a lot of history, our history. So you got to study, make sure your facts are straight. Can't be, because here's the thing about standup. It's like, if your facts are not straight, mm. you can discredit yourself. And it, to me, it discredits the rest of your set. Yeah. Like if you contradict yourself within a set, mm. it, 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 it now it's like, huh, he, he just said this, but, he did that. And, yeah. and, and you got to be careful. And sometimes you don't know it when you're, when you're in it. So if you go back and you look at it, you're like, oh, man, I said this here, but it contradicts, you know, what I just said. So that's studying the game. But also when I first started, I was studying different uh, dialects, you know, learn how to st stutter and, and or mm -hmm. different or, or, or talk uh, in, in, in Jamaican, which I failed at miserably, um, uh, the, the Jamaican accent. But you study certain characters. Like I used to study this dude, Mr. Bean, uh -huh. Atkins, who who, yeah. who would make you laugh without even saying a word, just his facial yeah. expressions mm -hmm. and the situations. So you mm -hmm. study those things and you study other comedians. You study people who make you laugh the most because the person, the people who make you laugh the most is pretty close to your sense of humor and your sensibility of comedy. So you, mm -hmm. you don't study, you study their style and their cadence and, and, and how they make a laugh. Then you make it your own, not the set. But you make that you you get inspired by the rhythm. So, because some people are storytellers, some people are physical yeah. comics, 
Some, some, some people are comics, some people are comedians, big yeah. difference. So, and I say it all the time, um, a comic says funny things, a comedian makes things funny. So mm. it's kind of good to be both because when you're showcasing in Hollywood or something, you're doing a TV set, you gotta be a comic. That's just that quick single. Y'all know, mm-hmm. you know, Trey knows music. So that's like your hot single that you get out. But when you, a comedian is when you do 45 minutes to an hour, that's the album. Now you, now you got, and yeah. you got all my tracks, not just that hot single. Yeah. So it's good to be both. Yeah. Wow. I, and when, when I went to go see you at the Ontario Improv. Oh man. Oh my God. Look, me and the whole station showed up on accident because I didn't even know it was somebody's birthday. So we started buying drinks. We was like, oh, a guy's here. You know, then we came, guy took us in the back. Man, when I tell you we laughed and my stomach hurted for an <laughs> hour, I was like, I really didn't know you brought it. Like, I know you're a funny man, but I was like, for, for somebody to bring it for an hour is ridiculous. And I'm talking about everybody in there was just falling off their chairs. And it, it, it's, it's just a remarkable sense. So with that being said, I want to talk a little bit about the, like, the people that's upcoming, like maybe comedians and thinking about giving up or even people who might tell a couple jokes here and there that work a nine to five. What? Cause I know we we're looking at this, this, this screen in the back of you and, and I look, I wish I was laying on this couch. <laughs> pause, pause. <laughs> I hope I'm not on the couch when you're laying on it. <laughs> without you, without okay, you. Okay, okay, okay. Watching the TV. You know, I wish I was home sitting for you right now. And, but I know you have to go through some times that probably wasn't as 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 positive as they are now for you what's some things you could tell people either upcoming comedians or people you know just out there grinding during this pandemic like hey like i've been through that too and and you know here's here here's the here's the harvest well first of all it's all been positive for me because i i take anything negative and turn to a positive i'm not going to allow that positive to 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 the negative to you know clown anything man but you know it's funny you say something man it's funny when you you, you made me have a moment, you know, because when you said when you came to the Ontario Improv, it was like a sold out show. Packed sold out. And, 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 and that energy. And that's what I miss. Yeah. That's, what, that's what the pandemic did, man. That, mm-hmm. that, that energy on stage, when you when you're, have a room, that, a comedy club or even a theater or a stadium that packed and that energy, there is nothing like it. And in, mm-hmm. and in 2020, man, it, it, it wasn't there. And I've done some shows, but, you know, they have rules now, laws in certain cities. You can only have 50, 50% capacity or 20% capacity. And, and, and all those shows, they brought good energy, which is good. But it's yeah. nothing like a packed house and that, 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 that thunder of laughter yeah. you know, that, that we're used to, man. And I feel bad for any up-and-coming comedian who started out within the last two years, because that, that time off stage, especially if you're living in LA, in, in LA that time on stage is valuable. Like I said, yeah. when, I, when I started, I was on stage, when I first started two or three times a night, six days a week. And in the pandemic, you know, only reason why I was working because I'm able to draw, you know, put some asses in seats. But for comedians <laughs> who, who, who can't, you know, or comedians who's just starting out, Man, and they, I know they did the virtual comedy things, but it's not it's not the same. Uh, it's, not, no. it's not like that live, you know, in the moment, you know, because yeah. sometimes you can come with a bit in the moment when you see a certain person in the audience and, and, and you go a certain way, that can turn into a bit you use over and over again. And you don't get that with virtual, you know? Um, I mean, it's virtual is a different skill. So if you yeah. can do that and do well, 
man, God bless you. I ain't that dude. But 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 there's some talented comedians and comedians out there who care. But for the young comics, man, who coming up, there's gonna be it's it's like life, you know. Yeah. I don't know what your, what people's faith is. I know I'm a Christian, so God promised never promise you uh with no trials. You're gonna have trials. Yeah. Just make yeah. sure you got to get through them. So it's gonna be some rough periods. You're gonna have some off nights. I'm I've been doing this 28 years. I still have you know off nights sometimes. So you gotta you gotta stay in it and you gotta stay true to it. You gotta study it. And, and it's because it's going to let you it's going to let you down. It's going to bring you up. It's going to put some money in your pocket and put a lady in your bed. It's going to do a lot of things. <laughs> if, you true, if you true to comedy, it's going to be true to you. And that's for anything that you do. Yeah. It's not just stand up. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're true to what you what, and you and you go. Because I've seen comedians, man, who who not who start out who really ain't even funny. And, they, and, and you really got to be born with it. But some some people are stuck with it and they studied it so much that they became okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Still not, it's not, they're not a natural, yeah. you know what I mean? But, yeah. but they're still, they still can, you know, do a, a, a nice five to seven minute set, but they ain't really, they ain't really about it, about it. I mean, they about it, about it, but they ain't really good. So yeah. you gotta be born yeah. with it, but once you're born with it, you gotta hone that craft. Take Michael Jordan, take Kobe Bryant, take LeBron James. They have natural ability, you know? But if they would've, if they would've like not, worked on their game, they wouldn't be the Kobe Bryant, the Michael Jordan, the LeBron James. They would just be regular NBA players that you forget about. But because yeah. they had the natural ability and they worked on their game every day in the summer and off season, that's why they're, they're you know, summer goats. Mm. I mean, I mean, if you take, if you take situations where, you know, like Tom Brady, for example, talking about sports, talking about goats, you know, for a second, who, in, in, yeah, you know, so initially nobody believed in him. You know, he was like a, a, a robber, you know, like, so how do you, as in, in comedy, how do you, you know, nobody really believed in you. How do you draw that out of yourself? How, where do you find courage from to say, you know what, I know I'm born to do comedy. I know I can be funny. I don't have to make a, a thousand people laugh, but I know I can, I can bring humor. How, how, what, what advice will you give that person coming up? First of all, you don't have any, you don't need anybody to believe in you but yourself. Oh, okay, good. You don't need anybody to believe in you but yourself. And I had a different journey than most comedians. Uh, maybe Tony Rock has this journey, and the Wayans may have this journey because I had an older brother that did it and did it successfully. You know, mm -hmm. so I had we had big shoes to fill. So if the expectation levels were higher for us than it was for a comedian who didn't have a sibling in it already. Because now my brother Joe had already established his name with you know, uh, Dev Comedy Jam and Poetic Justice and, and those, those projects. So he had a name. So when I first started, I dropped my last name. I went by Guy T because I didn't want, I didn't want those two biggest shoes to fill. But also I didn't want people to just give me any hookups because of who my brother was. I wanted to earn every laugh I got, every gig I got and mm -hmm. every dollar I made. So mm -hmm. uh, I dropped my last name, went by Guy T, the world famous Guy T. Uh, People didn't know me past Crenshaw, but <laughs> that was the world famous guy T. <laughs> so, so, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. So yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's, you have to believe in yourself and you just have to grind. And, and, yeah. and, and, and so if you waiting on people to believe in you, you may be waiting a long damn time because sometimes they don't believe, I mean, you, you'll, you'll get, you know, some family members that may, and I'm not saying this wasn't my case, my, my family members have always been supportive. So we never had that problem. 
uh-huh. in our family, but I understand some families do and some people do. But if you're waiting on somebody to uh, believe in you, then, then you may be waiting a long, long time. And yeah. some people fake believe in you. There's also got some fake believers out there. We got some <laughs> non-believers out there, ain't you? got some non-believers out there. <laughs> so, you know, it, it, uh, it, you have to believe in yourself. And sometimes, yeah. and sometimes that come and goes. I'll be honest with you. Sometimes your confidence wanes a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We only got a couple minutes left, guy, man. It's all- That's it. Play, That's all it. That's it. Play. It goes by fast. Look. That's it. Look, word, 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 word on the street is you got you got a project coming out, man. I you know I, I you know I still got my connections in, out there in the city, you know, where, <laughs> where, even though we all in the house. But uh, what's going on with you? I I, I heard this. I, I got a project Facebook. coming. On. I'm gonna call it Nicholas Gardens. Nicholas Gardens. Uh, no, I'm joking. Uh, no, it's a project, man. It's it's a project I've been working on for a few years that I finally got. I was working on the low on it for years. It was on mm-hmm. the, on, on the low. But in the last two years, it finally got saw the light. And it's a, it's a documentary that's going to like, just going to be enlighten people. It's going to entertain people. It's going to educate people. It's going to entertain people. It's going to be great. And it's going to, it's, it's just a lot of comedians are in it. Um, my brother and just to name a few and DL and Cedric and, you know, Chappelle and, um, mm. Rock and those guys. Just a few. Yeah, no, just, I mean, just, just, just a few. Dro- dropping some hurricane names, you know, and just a few. Hey, and Cannon, Nick Cannon, man, it's a bunch, but it's 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 a it's a beautiful story about young black comedians being hungry and being resilient, mm-hmm. and and taking something bad and turning into something good. And that's what we do as comedians anyway. We take yeah. we take comedy is truth and pain, so we take our pain. And turn it into funny. Into funny, and, and yeah. Into so this whole documentary is taking a bad situation that, you know, not only just Los Angeles was put in, but the, the basically America was put in and us making it turn into uh, a profitable experience for not just ourselves, but for our teams, for Hollywood, and at the same time, entertaining the masses. So, yeah. you know, it's like the rose that grows through the concrete. Oh. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. and 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 you know when the, when the smoke cleared and the dust settled, what came through all of that was these hungry black male and female comedians who was going to be heard by any means necessary. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it's um that's the story, man. Okay, um, give, go ahead and give me your information where they can check you out. I know because I know you're still moving around and, and dibble dabbing, you know, out in the entertainment world. Where where can they uh, reach you at or? or find out hey, I'm always I'm, I'm always trying to improve my social media game I'm still working on it so as many followers I can get come on and follow me I'll be doing some special things but just you know my main one is Instagram okay. at Guy Tory G-U-Y-T-O-R-R-Y my Facebook we got to work things out Facebook we you know sometimes be sitting yeah. with messages like you have violated the me and Facebook don't have, we, we got to talk, Facebook. Uh, but don't, 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 don't let them shut you out. <laughs> hey, you know what? I know we got a few minutes. I want to ask a question. I've never asked someone this from, okay. Niger- from Nigeria. Yes. And I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to get rid of a myth, basically. Because when I was in college, right, we had yeah. some brothers who were Nigerian and went to college with us. And when we were, and I'm talking in the eighties, late eighties, right? Okay. So we were, when we used to run around with the, you know, African symbol on, and you remember those days, Trey, when yeah, we were, yeah. and uh, so, but, and, that, and the Nigerian yeah. brothers dogged us and called us, you're not real African, you watered down African. And I was like, we're all black. What, what does that come from? It, it, it isn't, 
what's what's the what's the thing that and, and and maybe it was just that group of of brothers from Nigeria who who looked down on on African Americans. Is it, how do you feel? And what's what's your take on on that? Wow, Travon Travon's known me for ten years plus. Yeah, I think this should be another show. Okay. I mean, what do you think, Travon? Because there's this <laughs> Travon is my window to the African-American world. Look, I might not be a good window, but you know, I try <laughs> my best. He, he, is, he is beige, he is beige. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't get this dude started. But you know, it's, you know, I went to a uh, um, predominantly white school and there was maybe about 10 or 15 brothers in the school. And there was about another 10 Africans, Nigerians. and. It's always been this butthead kind of thing. Right. Um, are you, I'm like, well, I, I, we're, we're all black, I'm black. I mean, for me, I'm like, we're all black, you know? And they're like, well, you're not African-American. I'm like, but we're all black. So it goes both ways. Your experience, my experience has been two ways. And I think the story needs to be told in a different setting where it's like, okay, we're all black, you know? Just because you were here, you were brought here, you know, without permission, you know, and you've grown up here and I came here with permission, you know, it's a different crazy world. Right. And, and, and I, I just never understood where the, where the tension was. Cause we, we were embracing as, as African-Americans, like, oh man, y'all are, y'all are Africans. Yes. You from, yeah, you from yeah. the motherland and we yeah, like, yeah. we're with you, especially with, with, with what was going on in South Africa too, with apartheid, we were yeah. with them as well. So we were like, okay, we 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 kind of we we look. It was a positive energy coming from us, but I mm -hmm. think when it was met with, and we don't know who started it, but when when it was met with with negativity, like you, we're not real, I think that's where it changed for African Americans looking at Nigerians differently, as in, oh man, we they don't they don't even f with us, you know, man, we were kind of hurt. I think yeah. it's, a, it's just a bunch of, you know, I, I think it's a few bad eggs, but we, we every, every growing up, growing up, love America as a country, love Americans, love, I mean, coming to America was one of our favorite movies growing <laughs> up. Nope. I mean, nope. Nope. still is, still is, you know, love Eddie Murphy and, and everything that it brings. So I think it's, it's a mixture of everything, but I, I've hung out with Trevon the most because he's the one who's really opened up what it means to be an African-American in right. United States. Right. Because honestly, you want to know the honest truth? We don't know. Right. <laughs> We're yeah. just here seeking for better opportunity, better lives. Right. So there's, there's a lot of stories to be told behind that. You know? when, you do, when you all do that show, please invite me. Oh no, you, we're gonna definitely have you back, man. Hey, if you're uh, checking in right now, it's the Ty Hoodie Show right here every Sunday morning, 6.30 to 7 a.m. K-Day, uh, for, you know, for now, uh, it's the one and only Geek to Read, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, kicked out of Chuck University uh, in the <laughs> building. Hey, man, it's always a pleasure, brother. I always love your energy. I, you know, I, I told Andrew when we had you, I, I said, I, I don't really know how it's going to go because he can act up. <laughs> but that's you know, a beautiful, that's see a beautiful it, thing. Seeing how it's Sunday morning, I, you know, I kind of, I kind of you know, <laughs> toned it down a little bit. It's, 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 it's a little bit, yeah, yeah. Hey, but. Hey. Thank you for hanging out with us, man. And uh, we'll see everybody next week. Gitari, appreciate you, brother. Much love and respect. So much. And, and uh, we definitely going to keep in touch with you. 
Hey, do you have valuable information that can help your community? Okay. And you'd like to be a guest? Uh, Hit us on our social media. Do it now. The Tie and Hoodie Show is sponsored by ICCLending.com. For real estate service, please go to ICCLending.com.